Shoshana, Chapter 2, Saturday Shoshana woke up around 8 o'clock. She felt tired and a little hungover as she turned to see Paul, still fast asleep. Hey, lover, you've got to get out of here. I've got somewhere to be she said, tugging at his shoulder. Paul opened his eyes. Well, good morning, Shosh, the dancing queen, he said, rubbing his face. Come on, handsome. Your good looks will only get you so far, you know. Don't be all coy with me. I know you're a player. Paul rolled over and sat on the side of the bed. Ah, that was quite a night. How about dinner tonight? I know, a great little Korean place. They had the best dumplings on Gold Street, you know, next to the last post-pub. Shoshana looked at the handsome man getting dressed and thought for a moment before answering. Well, why not? I've got something on first. My sister and her husband have planned a dinner at Mum and Dad's place. I can meet you afterwards, unless you want to come along, Shoshana asked. Well, I mean, if they're cool with that, Paul asked. I'm always up for a free feed if I can get one, that is, until my next consignment. Sure, they're all good. We won't be there long. I haven't brought a painter home before, she laughed. Okay, so I'll meet you there, around seven, Paul asked as he approached her for a kiss. Mm, I look forward to it, Shoshana said playfully before writing the address on his arm and sealing it with a kiss. Till then, Princess Shoshana he said as he turned to leave her apartment. Whoa, you're quite a drink, he added before closing the door behind him. Shoshana flopped back onto the bed for a moment, happy for the pickup last night. It was just the thing that she needed to get her head clear after the breakup with Sol. Shoshana checked the time again. There was plenty of time before her appointment with Bernard and let herself lay there for a moment, remembering the fun night she had had with the sky. He was good-looking and free-thinking, just like her, she thought. Shoshana arrived at Bernard's, of Bernard's office just before 10am. Good morning, the receptionist said. Dr Pembroke won't be long. Shoshana took her usual seat and picked up a magazine. For God's sake, she said loudly, causing the receptionist to raise her head. Can I help you? she queried. Shoshana shook her head. I've told Bernard a hundred times no one is interested in these silly travel magazines. God, I feel like I'm in a travel agency, she said, tossing the magazines dramatically back onto the small table in the waiting room. The receptionist raised her eyebrows before getting back to what she was doing. Bernard broke her thoughts as he opened the door to his office and picked up the file she had ready for him. Good morning, won't you come in, he said to Shoshana. 
Shoshana stood up, flicking her hair over her shoulder and giving the receptionist a look of disdain, tapping her fingernails on the counter brusquely as she moved past her into Bernard's office. The receptionist shook her head slightly in Shoshana's direction, tutting to herself about how rude she thought this patient was. Shoshana sat down on the couch, straightening her dress about her legs and playing with her hair a moment, conscious of wanting to look as good as she could. Bernard looked at Shoshana a moment, noticing her attention to her presentation. She seemed completely unaware of what Bernard just witnessed. Shoshana, I noticed you tapping your fingers on the receptionist's counter just now rather brusquely. I'm wondering, what were you communicating or hoping to achieve by that? Oh, nothing. Shoshana played with her hair some more. I was just telling you how those, how boring those magazines are that you have in your waiting room. Time for a change, Bernard. Shoshana dismissed Bernard's question. So you were drumming home your point? Shoshana looked at Bernard, annoyed with his question. Well, it's no big deal. I didn't come here to talk about that, Bernard. God, I'm still in a, a great deal of pain, you know, Shoshana exclaimed. Don't you care how I'm suffering? You just want to talk about your bloody waiting room. Bloody hell, Bernard. If you need an interior designer, get one. You make enough money. Shoshana, I think we're staying a long way from my curiosity, Bernard stated. Well, how am I to figure out what you're talking about? You need new magazines, that's all, Shoshana said as her voice quavered. I was just trying to help. Shit, Bernard, Shoshana now looked visibly upset. Bernard watched as Shoshana gathered herself. Hmm, I think the magazines have caught more than your attention. I'm interested in why those magazines have had such an effect on you, Bernard queried. Well, it doesn't sound like you're interested in me. It sounds like I'm in trouble. I've done nothing wrong. God, why am I always to blame for everything? Mmm, you feel like I'm not interested in you other than blaming you for something, Bernard asked. Shoshana looked at Bernard, feeling her tension raise. I'm sure I've mentioned how boring they are. But no, you don't listen, so now I tell the receptionist. And you're all protective. What about me? You don't care. Just like everyone else, you just want me to be like a bloody statue. Don't say this, don't do that, Shoshana started to cry. Bernard watched as Shoshana's tears dried almost as quickly as they arrived. A statue? Bernard asked. Yes, just something interesting to look at. I know you think I'm attractive, Bernard. Don't deny it, she snapped at him. Well, it sounds like you're saying people, including myself, recognise your external attractiveness, but as soon as you show or tell me something more, I dismiss you and even blame you. So you want to force your point because it feels like no one cares. Bernard, you just did it to me. Even your receptionist did it to me, Shoshana complained. Bernard thought a moment, then asked, Did what exactly? Shoshana looked back at Bernard, annoyed. Bernard, I don't want to talk about it. Let's change the subject. Shoshana shook her head as if to erase the slate. 
I want to tell you what I did last night, she said now, smiling. It seems you want to share something easier to talk about with me, Bernard replied. Oh, Bernard, I don't care about the boring magazines that you have in your waiting room. I'm over it, Shoshana said, then shifted her demeanour. I met someone, she announced. Hmm, does he or she want you to be a statue too? Bernard asked, hoping to identify a pattern to share with Shoshana about her interpretation of others' experience of her. Shoshana laughed, throwing her head back. Well, he certainly knows I'm not a stiff in bed, she announced, hoping to shock Bernard. Right, well, what else does he know about you? Bernard asked, unflappable. Well, he knows I'm a good dancer, and he likes me, I can tell, Shoshana said, not liking this morning's session at all. What does he like about you? Bernard pressed. Shoshana looked at Bernard and felt annoyed at him. God, Bernard, what do you want me to say? Shoshana yelled. I met a guy last night, I picked him up, went back to my place, we screwed, he stayed the night, the end, Shoshana spat, frustrated with Bernard. This is going nowhere. I haven't even told you about Sol. Bernard raised an eyebrow, interested in the shift. Sol sent me a card. He's so sweet, she smiled as she let herself rest back on the couch. Now she was back in familiar territory with Bernard. How long has it been since you've had contact with Sol? Bernard asked. Oh, except for that night I told you about. You remember the night he turned up. Oh, must be two weeks, but we're not getting back together, Shoshana looked confident. And the card, Bernard asked. Yes, he's such a sweetheart. You know, he's taking the breakup worse than me, she laughed a little. Imagine a big strong guy like Sol losing it on little old me, Shoshana said happily. You seem pleased he may be struggling with the ending of the relationship more than you have. Shoshana smiled at Bernard and nodded. Well, it's the least he can do. After all the pain he caused me, I never knew if he really loved me the whole time we were together, but now, now I know he did, and maybe even still does. How do you feel about this? Bernard asked. Is there any pressure to get back together? Shoshana thought a moment. Well, he would make a good husband one day, but... I think I need to play a little before I settle down. Oh, it's funny, I was so fixated on him marrying me and he was running a mile causing me all kinds of grief and the minute I go off with another man, he freaks out, Shoshana recalled. I told him that guy meant nothing to me. It was his fault anyhow. What did he expect? He was ignoring me and now look, he breaks up with me for being with that guy, whatever his name was, and now he tells me he still loves me. Shoshana smoothed her hair back over her shoulders. What do you reckon? Make him wait a bit longer? I've met this other guy now, anyhow. He's a painter, you know, an artist, a starving one, Shoshana laughed. He's meeting me at mum and dad's place tonight, Shoshana added. Bernard raised an eyebrow. How do you imagine that will go? Shoshana smiled. Well, I think they will be good with it, but you know what Miriam's like. She's such a bloody stiff. All work and no play. Hmm. 
Bernard thought. So you think it might cause a stir bringing this new man into your family's world tonight? Shoshana sat forward. Who cares what Miriam thinks? She'll just have to put up with it. She's not my boss. Shoshana, I feel a sense of combativeness from you today, Bernard explained. What? I'm not combative, Bernard. Why does everything come back to me? You're blaming me again. I thought you'd be happy I've met someone else. I know you didn't like Sol after all the anguish that he caused me. Remember, I was a nervous wreck after I got out of hospital. I suppose I still am, but at least I know he cares now. Bernard thought a moment as he noticed Shoshana now playing with her hair and skirt again, rearranging herself just so. Shoshana, there is a few things I would like to touch on. I suggested you appeared combative after noticing your drumming on the receptionist's counter on your way in here. Then you explain this by telling me how the magazines in the waiting room are not changed as you have expected from me. You tell me you feel to blame for doing something wrong. Then you say you think everyone, including me, wants you to simply be something interesting to look at. Interestingly, you use the image of a statue, a completely fixed, rigid portrayal of yourself that has no interaction. It's quite a contrast to the real you. I wonder if we can ponder this for a moment before we touch any further on the new and the old relationships that are forming in your life regarding soul and this new man you're introducing to your family tonight, Bernard shared, wanting to recap the beginning of the session with Shoshana before she lost the reference. Oh, okay, Bernard, you're probably right. I was feeling a little apprehensive. I didn't want you to tell me I shouldn't be taking Paul, that's his name, Paul, to mum and dad's tonight. I was a little shitty with your receptionist. Haven't you ever noticed how dour she is? She's no fun. Bernard leaned back in his chair as he pondered what was being told to him. What would you have preferred her to say, he asked. Oh, you know, be a little playful. She could have said, you're a funny duffer and agreed with me about the magazines instead of ignoring me. That's why I drummed her counter. I don't like being ignored, Bernard. It's rude. So it was really her fault, Shoshana said, feeling happy that they could recap and repair her standing with Bernard. I know you don't want me to be a statue. It's just every time I seem to make a move these days, I'm to blame. Bernard listened to Shoshana share something that seemed closer to what he thought was about right. Shoshana, I think with us taking the time to explore together, you've expressed something a little more for us both to understand better. Bernard sensed her combativeness ease. You say you are feeling apprehensive, and I wonder, perhaps even defensive, about the plans that you have made with this new man to meet your family tonight. You shared with me last session how much your family misses Sol and him being in their lives. It seems you may have deflected that defensive or apprehensive tension onto a safe object such as the magazines, then looked for Rosalie to show you that she agreed with you. A kind of alliance. However, Rosalie didn't take much note of your anxiety about the magazines 
and it felt like you were being dismissed and you acted out by drumming her desk before leaving her space. When I bring your attention to this outburst, it then feels like I am also dismissing your anxiety and more, blaming you, Bernard recounted. I recall in our last session we talked about transference. I think we can understand your earlier experience with me today as a small rupture in our work together and now by exploring it we seem to be repairing our relationship so we both feel better understood. It is a common phenomenon that occurs with all relationships but the key is to work with the discourse until we come to some kind of shared understanding of what has just upset the relationship. Yeah, well, I know what you're saying, Bernard, but you'll always take Rosalie's side anyway. She works for you after all, Shoshana stated. Does it always feel like that? Bernard asked, like people have to choose a side. There's no middle ground, he clarified. Ha, <laughs> not in my family. You know what they're like. Miriam is always saying I'm the one looking for attention. She calls me a drama queen. I hate it when she says that. Mum and Dad don't help. They're always telling me to calm down. No one listens to me. Ah, so ah, so I think you are listing all your frustrations here with me this morning. Firstly, no one is acknowledging the anxiety you share as it looks like something else this morning. It was a magazine and no one can hear what you're really saying, leaving you to feel ignored. You protest and demand to be heard. Your protest is experienced by others as, as aggression. Then believing no matter what you do, you're doing it wrong. So imagine a statue is what is expected of you. But of course, this is unsustainable. And lastly, thinking there is only two sides. You're on one side and everyone else on the other, Bernard cheered. It sounds like a very frustrating and limited way of being with the others. No wonder much gets lost in translation as the amount of negative transference is great. Bernard, you're moving too fast for me to get all of that, but yes, I shouldn't have taken it out on Rosalie. Forgive me, Shoshana said coyly. There's nothing to forgive, Shoshana. I think it would be very helpful for us to build on your capacity to sit with the strong feelings that become overwhelming for you so you can better understand yourself. There is much for us to explore together. I'm glad you're not angry with me, Bernard. I'm just sensitive, that's all, Shoshana said like it meant something more than her as virtuous. Hmm... I agree with you about you being sensitive to your environment and your interactions with everyone. In fact, your emotions appear quite raw, leaving you to feel easily attacked. Yes, Bernard, I knew you would understand. I know you like me, really, but sometimes you have a funny way of showing it, Shoshana smiled. 